0: I'm Sherry Greco-Rikus, co-founder of Rappaport Rikus Capital Management. Welcome to the Maximize Your Return on Life podcast. As an investment advisor, I guide clients to reflect upon their core values as they make major life decisions. I will be interviewing real people with real stories who have embraced this approach to achieve success. I hope their stories will inspire you to maximize your return on life. Welcome again. Today's guest is Karen Asbra. As many of you know, I have strong relationships with many of the guests, but this one is really special. Karen is someone I probably talked to one one, two, three, 10 times a day, depending on how the day goes. Karen was actually our first employee in 2007 to Rappaport Rikus Capital Management. We actually found her on Craigslist, if you can imagine that. And she was too good to be true that we did a lot of due diligence because we couldn't believe we were just a small firm at the time and that she wanted to work for us. She got her BA from Northwestern. She's become a CFP. And I am so proud of her. And it's so unbelievable. We're going to see Karen's path from, I think, being an admin for us to now our firm COO. So for you out there, you can get there. Karen is a great example. And maybe she'll share some of her secrets of how she got there. So Karen, I just would like to start. If you can just tell us a little bit about yourself. I know I probably ran your thunder or whatever they call it and said already, but just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Great. Well, thanks, Sherry. And thanks so much for having me on the podcast. This is really exciting for me. A little bit about myself I am a mom to the most wonderful 13 year old son. I am a Chicagoland native and currently proud Evanstonian. I have a wonderful life partner who has two beautiful children of his own. And I am the chief operating officer of your firm
0: great and and her family and love her mom we've known everyone it's We've almost become family ourselves. So Yes,
1: blessed to have both my parents living locally.
0: Yes, yes, your dad too. Yeah, it's, you are blessed. So let's take us back to 2007 when you answered this ad for Rappaport Rikus Capital Management. You were a English major, correct, at Northwestern? That's right. So what kind of intrigued you about the job? I don't even know if I've ever asked you that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you may have asked me, you know, 15 and a half years ago in our first interview. But I always was interested in money and business. But at the time, Northwestern University didn't have an undergraduate business program. So I took a lot of economics courses that um, I was really interested in. And I just loved writing also. And so I decided to major in English, um, figuring maybe down the road, I would go back to business school. But this opportunity came along and I thought it's local and it looks like a an interesting opportunity. I'll give it a shot.
0: I thought you were going to say it was because of me, Karen. But that's I didn't okay. know
1: you at the back then. I mean, you didn't
0: really, yeah, you didn't know us back then. But so you had some economic classes. But did you know a lot about financial services when you started?
1: I knew almost nothing about financial services and investing other than you know my personal experience and my interest from reading articles and things like that i really had no idea what i was getting myself into and that i'd be stuck in it for so long i don't
0: know if stuck's the right word but <laughs> <laughs> engaged might be better so so if we <laughs> kind of talk about your career path i think when we started we were in a very small office i think there was one or two offices it was Dave, myself, you, and Steven was part-time. We did everything back then, and so kind of take us through your career path starting in 2007.
1: For those of you who don't know me as well as Sherry, I am not really big on change, and um, so it was a big leap for me to Move from um, a job where I had been working for about seven years in high school and all through college and a couple years beyond to a new firm. But when I came for the interview, I felt almost immediately the cultural fit. And um, I just, you know, felt that I would be at home in your office. And so I took the job as your first associate and learned the business from the very beginning. And I started by getting my license, the Series 65, and shortly thereafter started studying to become a certified financial planner, which I got in 2011, and along the way got to meet the clients and see how many different financial situations there are out there and how everybody's is a little bit unique and how we can help them. And I really enjoyed it and stuck with it. You guys were, you know, great mentors. You brought me into meetings. You let me, you know, see the impact that you were having on clients' lives. And I just loved it.
0: Yeah, Karen. So I think when you started, we maybe were 50 million, maybe a few clients and, Today we have over 300 clients. We're approaching 800 million if the market would cooperate. Even, even larger. But so you were there from the beginning, and I tell Karen this all the time. She has just had such a huge impact on the growth of our business. She can do the job of four people. She is so organized, and she. Probably sets boundaries better than most of us. So we uh, had a management group for several years. It was Dave, Steven, Karen, and myself. And we would, you know, meet every other week and go through our technology and our operations and all kinds of things. And we'd all go back and say, okay, I'll work on this, I'll work on this, I'll work on this. And then we'd meet again and, and life would take over and clients would take over. And we woke up one day and we said, you know, we need someone dedicated to doing this. Someone whose full-time job is the chief operating officer and there was no one better. And we promoted Karen a year ago to be our COO. And, you know, when you're a firm that starts to exceed 500 million, 600 million, you really need that COO. And Karen has just done a wonderful job because she comes to us with the proposal. She makes decisions. She is a resource. We've also uh, hired three new people this year, which she onboarded, and she's just been a mentor to the staff. And, you know, it kind of makes me think a lot of people switch jobs every couple of years, but it seems like you've had different jobs every few years. So why, why would you stay at a firm for so long? And what do you think are the advantages?
1: Well, I think just what you said, you know, the fact that I have done so many different roles over the past 15 years um, has made me feel like I was growing right alongside the business. And I got to develop new skill sets. And you guys really encouraged me um, to do an executive leadership training program that gave me more skills in terms of mentoring younger staff. And it's kept it uh, interesting and exciting to see the growth of the firm and to now be in a position to
0: wrap my arms around all of it and be in a leadership role. Thinking back, I think it was 2019, we won the Schwab Operation Excellence Award. And that was that was a big deal for us. And that was a big turning point in the firm when we really upgraded our technology, we centralized a lot of our trading, our systems, and really I think added a lot of value to clients with the back room and the operations.
1: And, and prepared ourselves for growth and I don't think either of us anticipated how fiercely that would come
0: on but we were ready for it without knowing it. We were ready and our growth has been really unbelievable and when covid hit in 2020 i we literally left the office on wednesday and by thursday we were fully operational a lot to do with karen but it you know you have to put money in the business and his owners. Sometimes it's hard to do it, but I think we've all been on the same page with that. So, Karen, you've gone from admin. You you're still an advisor on several clients. Just my favorite ones. Just the favorite ones. Yeah. So, if you're listening, <laughs> you're one of her favorites. You're you're one of my faves. Yeah. Also, you've you know perfected our trading, and now you're COO. So, how has the transition been? Any challenges? Anything you want to share?
1: You know, it's been exciting and challenging, but I think the timing was right. And I felt like, you know, I had done enough of the um, day-to-day that I was ready to take a step back and really look at the business. And I like that I'm able to jump back in wherever I'm needed, but it's really a good challenge for me to think about globally how we're grow and build scale and get everybody doing their best work.
0: And, and some of the big things, you know, you've done was, you know, outsource when needed. I think the value that you bring is that you've done these jobs. So when a new associate says, you know, this can't be done or I don't know how to do it, Karen's phone rings and, and she gets the job done.
1: I probably learned that from my, my previous job. Those of you who've known me a long time know I used to work at Pequod's Pizza, an institution in Morton Grove in the Chicagoland area. And my boss there told me, you know, before you can be a manager here, you need to know how to cook. You need to know how to waitress. You need to know how to answer the phone. You need to know how to take deliveries. And once you know all those things, then you can manage other people.
0: My dad did the same thing, you know, when I was in the banking business, I was a teller, I filed checks, I reconciled the ledgers, I reviewed the loans, and I I think a lot of people are in a hurry, and they want to go from, you know, A to Z without going through all those steps, and I think you made a really good point Karen, especially for our young adults listening, sometimes you know, it may be boring. It may not be exactly what you thought you were going to do when you took a job, but just do the work. It's just going to make you better in the long run. I'm going to digress just one moment because the podcast is called Maximize Your Return on Life. And I want to help you guys. Um, if you're foodies out there, quads Pizza will maximize your return on life. It's one of my favorites, the caramelized crust to die for. And one of the other big advantages is they don't always deliver, but to Karen, they can never say no. So we get Pequod's quite a bit at Rappaport Riker's Capital Management. It's one of the things we use when we are interviewing, telling them that pizza will be delivered quite often. So that's a little commercial for (laughs) Pequod. And I knew about Pequod's in high school, so it was kind of karma uh, when we met Karen.
1: Yeah, we don't know if I ever waited on you before I started working for you, but
0: probably it's
1: not impossible,
0: not impossible. So we have kind of gone to a new model over the last five years. It's it's called the Diamond Approach, where we hire associates out of college. Uh, Usually they're in the CFP program and we get them with clients right away. They're our support. And so um, you mentor and train these associates. Can you give some advice? for those that might be listening that are just starting their career?
1: I think kids today are in a great position. You know, these financial planning programs at colleges where we recruit didn't exist in my time. As I said, Northwestern didn't have anything that really encompassed what I thought I wanted to do. But now you can really get focused on it while you're still in school. And when you come out, um, as Sherry said You know, whatever job you have, take pride in it, make it your own, no matter how small you may think it is. You go above and beyond to do things correctly and comprehensively every time and build that foundation and it will pay dividends because people will start to rely on you. You'll become indispensable and that puts you in the driver's seat for your career once they need you.
0: That's great advice. And even, you know, when we started the firm initially, I mean, we we didn't even have a UPS box. We had to jump over a fence. (laughs) And I think Steven ripped his pants one time, but you know, you're never too big to do anything. So sometimes, you know, what I think has made our firm strong is we've had the motto is let's just get the job done and no egos and let's help each other out. And I think a lot of that has started at the top and it has continued with Karen, with how she works with the associates and the operations. So that's great advice. And Karen, as you mentioned, her son, I could brag about him. Unbe- I mean, so articulate. Still would like to beat Maddie in chess, but it's getting there. It'll be there soon, but he's a big close. chess player. Yeah, great at close, great at sports. But how do you balance all this? Um, I know you have a life partner. You know, he has kids. You have both your parents. I know you're very close with your brother. So give us a little insight on how you balance work and family.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the short answer is with a lot of help. And, you know, I am so grateful not only for my family's help, but also my work family's help and um, the flexibility that Rappaport Rikus has afforded me over the years as my life has changed changed. And I've always made it clear that my son's my priority. And I think I've made choices that support that. I work close to home. And really having the team at Rappaport Rikus, the younger associates who are ready to step in and step up all the time, makes it uh, possible for me to be the kind of mom that I want to be. And I owe my mom a lot. She's, uh, <laughs> she's been integral in the physical um, caring for my son and, um, you know, just as a mentor.
0: Yeah, Karen's mom, you know, is a mentor to all of us. She's a retired doctor. And I know she raised you while working. So it was, you know, a good uh, mentor, good for you to watch. So um, so now we're gonna have a little fun, Karen. So you've been doing this now over 15 years and we have some listeners. We like to weave in a little financial information and some tips. So what are some financial advice you'd like to give our listeners that you've seen in your career here?
1: I'll start with you know something my mom's told me, which is really valuable, that money is a tool it's not an end in and of itself, and you use that tool to underwrite the things that are important to you. You know, be intentional. Wait,
0: stop right there. Are you are you talking about values? Things oh, that are it, was I? I didn't even realize. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't want to steal your thunder, Sherry, but um, I try to run. You know that value lens over everything that I spend on and whether it, you know, it's big or small, if it's something that, you know, aligns and hits with me, then I, I give myself the permission to spend, but I also like to save with a vision, you know, it makes it a lot more palatable, socking that money away when you're thinking about a big trip or, a new car or whatever it is that's your longer-term goal. And alongside saving and spending intentionally, I work on cultivating the feeling of enough and really appreciating the fortunate position um, I'm in and, you know, not always comparing it to other people.
0: I talk about a lot of that on my blogs and it's really being true to your own values not the values of others. And sometimes, you know, with Instagram and Facebook, you it's so easy to get caught up with someone's, you know, new purse or new car or new condo or whatever it is. And I, you know, I know Karen, and I know you're true to your values and you don't sacrifice, but you spend on what's important. I know you love Broadway. I know too. you love travel and concerts. concerts. That's
1: exactly right.
0: Not only does she love concerts, she is like the maven of getting concert tickets, but we're going to we're going to leave that to the Rappaport Rikus family. She's she'll be your financial advisor on the other things. I can only do so many jobs, so many jobs. But you if anyone could do more than one, it's you. So what about have you seen some mistakes investors have made through the years working here? And usually it's not our clients. It's usually before they come to us, the mistakes that they've had.
1: That's right. The biggest mistake is thinking that there's some kind of shortcut to success and trying to outguess the stock market or find, you know, a new sector of the market and invest in it before it explodes. There's really no quick way to achieving your goals. It's a long term Strategy That's going to get you there and not panicking, you know, and really thinking before you invest how much you can tolerate in terms of volatility and placing value on your peace of mind and not, you know, investing aggressively if you're someone who is going to be unnerved by that. So really finding that balance and then sticking with it.
0: That's great. And and I don't think you saw the email I sent you, Karen, that said one of the biggest mistakes people make is not hiring Rappaport Rikers Capital Management, but, <laughs> but that's okay. I'll mention it here. We're not going to let that slide. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a very volatile market and we try to really talk with a lot of our clients because the biggest mistakes I saw was back in 08, the clients got out and they kept saying, I'll wait till things go down. And, you know, things maybe have gone down this year, but they missed that 10-year run that was up quite a bit. So first of all, you have to have the right plan in the beginning, and then you have to stick with it. So, you know, the title of this podcast is called Maximizing Your Return on Life, and it's real people, real stories who are use their values to maximize the return on life. So how do you maximize your return on life?
1: Well, my greatest joy um, is just spending time with the people I love. And you mentioned some of the things I like to do, going to concerts, going to live theater, traveling. And, you know, I think the way to be able to do that as much and for as long as I can is to take care of myself. And so I try to be really intentional about um, physically and mentally taking care of myself so I can show up and be present and be the my best self for everybody else in my life. Some of the ways I do that, you know, I'll give a free plug to a Headspace app that I use for meditation, which I think is terrific. Physically, I've just started trying air yoga, which is an aerial kind of yoga. And it's it's really fun. It kind of brings me back to my competitive figure skating days. And you know, just cultivating connections, my friends and family and with the community has really made me feel secure and that um, I can embrace, you know, change and adventure and everything as it comes at me.
0: Wow. That's that's great to hear, Karen. I, uh, I didn't know about the aerial yoga, though I think I may have seen a picture on Instagram. But Karen also was a figure skater and my daughter was a figure skater. And those figure skating dresses are quite expensive. So she helped our budget by bringing in some (laughs) of her dresses very early on. I forgot about that too. (laughs) And she's been a huge supporter. In fact, today she just texted me a picture eight years ago. Uh, The Nutcracker is a big ice ice show in at Robert Crown in Evanston. And she was very loyal and used to come to the shows. But she sent me a picture eight years ago of her son, who's so small, and I think doubled in height with Isabel, who looks so young. My daughter's now 25. And that was eight years ago when she was in the Nutcracker. So I just really thought it would be great to have Karen on this podcast as part of the Maximize Your Return on Life to really see someone who had started as an admin and worked her way up to COO. And it was, you know, Karen is extremely bright, but I think it was a lot of hard work and learning a lot about management along the way and the opportunities. Um, She did go through the executive training program through Schwab, um, obviously getting her licenses, the CFP, you know, we kind of keep an open format here. Hopefully, you know, we were able to mentor her to get where she is. Now she mentors us. Now she's the resource for us. So it's, it's just been a great ride. And obviously things are always great when business is strong and business is growing. But, you know, this year I think we've exceeded more than we ever thought. So as I mentioned, this podcast is about maximizing your return on life. We have a five-pronged approach at our firm where we help our clients get organized. We work with them on their financial plan. We implement it through a low-cost diversified approach. And we continue to review and work with our clients on a frequent basis. So if you'd like to learn more about how you can maximize your return on life, please visit our website at rrcapital.com. If you'd like to learn more about our podcasts and the book that I wrote, Maximize Your Return on Life, that's also on our website. And I also have my own website, Ricus.com. So I hope that you've seen how Karen maximizes both her work and her personal life. And we look forward to the next 15 years, Karen.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you, Sherry, for the opportunity to be on the podcast and for so many
0: opportunities along the way the
1: last 15 years that led me here.
0: I think you're going to inspire a lot of people when they listen to it. So thanks.